So guys, I'm planning to retire next month. Why don't I come in sometime after my last day at work and we can talk, uh, start talking about planning for retirement. That should give us enough time, right? Wrong. Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. Welcome back to another episode of the On the Money of Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. We're broadcasting, as we always do, coast to coast, live right out of the studios here at Group 10 Financial, the headquarters uh, right here in Central Florida. This is Nick Royer, and I'm joined as I am each week right here at summertime, right? I'm joined here by Jerry Royer, and um, you picked up a nail outside on your car. Yeah, I picked up a nail that uh, ended up costing me $714. (laughs) You know yeah. what I don't get is is how hard is it if you you know you would think you it's a safety hazard if you drive down the road with a nail in your car <laughs> yeah. it should be easy to find a place that will actually fix it but how many places did you end up going through I had to go to three places the first one that uh, OnStar sent me to uh, was about a, just about a mile from here at the office and I got there about four o'clock yesterday and a center says they could get to me by eight o'clock. I went two doors down, and they uh, could get me at seven o'clock this morning. So I ended up having to drive with I guess you, I my guess, tire just, all the way down to Champions Gate. Uh, which, fu- which, for you those who don't know, <laughs> that's literally an hour away. Yeah, from, with a nail from on my Orlando. tire. With, with a nail in your tire. Well, at least it wasn't that bad. I mean, you you, you still ended up pulling in with, uh, with most of your tire pressure, but I mean that's a that's a hazard right there in itself. You know, what always surprises me is here you got a a, a hazard by driving down the street. And um, you even went to one place and they had all their bays open and they still wouldn't serve you. Yeah, they were so, uh, they were having a break in the air conditioned. But again, you know, you're talking about summer and that, and it's amazing. Today it's going to be, uh, they were saying, 98 degrees, but the heat index is 114. Yeah, Why is it 98's hot? <laughs> Why do they have to always make it worse? Who right? came out with that, right? I have no That's idea. That's news, right? Let's make yeah. it sound worse than it really is. But, I mean, literally, when you go outside, it's like the sti- the, the shirt sticks right to you. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and my son's been in camp this week, and so uh, he's out playing golf in this. And so, um, but he hasn't complained about the heat at all. I'm just making sure we're putting the SPF one million on him what? as we <laughs> as we send him out in, out in this stuff. So, but anyway, folks, uh, you know, welcome to the podcast uh, this week. Uh, and so, you know, last couple of weeks we've had some really good podcasts. Uh, last week we had David Bach uh, on, and he was talking about some books and uh, some summer reading uh, books. So it was why we want to do is he's written many books, and it's a good opportunity during the summer. I think to, to grab a couple of those books, read some of the books that he's written. He wrote The Automatic Millionaire um, and some other the books. The Latte so, Factor. Yeah, that's a new one. The Latte yeah. Factor is a really new book that he just came out with. So take the time. I mean, read this great summer reading there. And then the week before that, we did a, an interview on the Pete Paquette show. And um, it was about over, it was a two hour show, but once you work into commercials, it was about an hour and 10 minutes of content. And so uh, some great information there. You can check out that podcast as well. We talked about a whole bunch of things that doing uh, with finance. But this week, what we're going to do is we're going to take one of the questions that we get 
most on the show, and that is what are the steps I need to be taking as I plan for retirement? What should I do? When should I do it by? And, um, you know, at the outset, uh, I kind of made the little joke. Um, I made the joke of, of a person who legitimately came up to one of our live events, and he said, you know, I'm plan- planning to retire next month, guys. Uh, why don't I come in sometime after I retire, and then we'll plan on my retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I mean, I got a kind of a chuckle out of that, but yet uh, you got to do the people planning. Do that, yeah. You can't yeah. you you can't have the body of an uh, of an Adonis, a Greek uh, a Greek god. You can't have a, a, a an incredible body and uh, say, well, I'll, I'll I'll start exercising after I get the body. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's do it that way. It's not how it works. So again, one of the questions that we get a lot is, you know, when should I uh, start planning for retirement? When should I do it by? Uh, you know, and again, here's the, my initial thought on this is, is it okay to start doing the planning when you were a month or two from retirement? I would say absolutely not. You still need to do it, but it should be better late than uh, never. It should be again, you know, and we talk about it so often, and that's the financial red zone. And that is the 10 years before you retire is, and it's just as important the 10 years after Mistakes you make in that window can really haunt you throughout to 30-plus years that most people are going to be retired. And when you're retired for 20, 30, 40 years, it, it requires a lot of planning, and you can't do that planning afterwards. I mean, you think about Michael Jordan, Gretzky's, the Wo- Tiger Woods's of the world. I mean, these guys, in preparation for success in what they did, had to prep for it, spent years prepping ahead of when they actually went out and did it. You mean and, Mary Lou Retton when she won the gold medal in gymnastics? She just didn't go and just didn't just show it? up and do yeah, it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, there was probably maybe a little bit of planning. <laughs> you know, they didn't just become successful overnight. And retirement takes some prep. It takes a little effort too. And so I think a good key tip here, like you started out with there, Dad, with the financial red zone, is your retirement timeline should start ten to fifteen years prior to when you retire. Not the day of or the day after. If you have a choice, start it 10 to 15 years before you retire. Yeah, that's just like saying, well, you know, I'm going to do the will after they put me in the ground. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh-huh. <laughs> you, yeah. you got to do some planning. It may not be the most enjoyable planning in the world, but again, it's something that really needs to take place because, you know, you've worked 20, 30, 40 years of your life to accumulate your wealth, and you don't want to blow it at the last minute because uh, you just didn't plan. No, so I mean, the planning phase should start 10 to 15 years before your retirement. We could call this phase one, right? The start. And that uh, usually starts when you're about 50. Yeah, that's yeah. That, it's not. Yeah. Some people will come in and they'll say, well, I'm too young to start planning for retirement. Well, how, are, how old are you? Well, I'm 55. Well, and I'll ask them, I'll say, well, why do you think you're too young? And they'll say, well, Nick, I, I think I'm too young to, re- uh, I'm to plan for retirement because I don't have my 401k money available to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and so, but that's not, a, that's not the good way to think about it. Eventually, that money will come available, and so you have to plan in advance of when those things happen so you're, you're kind of ready to go. But, well, yeah, you're in your 50s. That's a good timeline. And, yeah. again, take 50 and subtract it from 100 using a, a, the rule of 100 and basically should tell you that 50% of your dollars should be in something that's relatively safe. So you want to start decreasing your risk in your portfolio when you 
you know, just keep using that rule of 100. As you get older, start tweaking it away. Start putting more and more dollars into something that is safe that you can take that vacation and not have to worry about, oh, my gosh, what's the market going to do to me today? Well, and something else that you need to do is discover what retirement income streams you're going to have. So look Where's at it, it coming from? Yeah, yeah. so if you have mm-hmm. a pension, start analyzing. How much is this pension going to bring in? Uh, do I have any annuity income? Do I have any rental income? What's Social Security going to be like for me? Start figuring out what incomes you can depend on so you can start thinking your budget through on what kind of lifestyle you can have in and retirement. And another thing, Nick, would be to start eliminating debt. Mm-hmm. Start chipping away it was amazing i just read a study where they said 80 percent of the people that have uh, credit card debt don't know the interest that they're paying on those credit cards they just say oh my gosh i can't pay it off but they don't realize that they may be paying 14 18 20 percent interest on yeah those it, dollars. they know it's it's called a lot <laughs> Yeah, it's a bunch of money. Yeah, it's called. I want to. Don't. I don't want to find out because I know it'll upset me. Just think about it. You know, we we talk. We, you know, we're all in finance, but look at the banks. Why in the world would you want to raise interest rates when people are are happy or not? Maybe not happy, but they're making a half a percent, one one and a half percent on CDs, but yet they're paying eighteen percent interest on credit cards. Oh, I know. It's it's absolutely nuts. <laughs> you know, it's usury. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's it's nuts. So you got to get your. I mean, you know. You got to look at your eliminating debt. That's a great thing. Another thing too, and let's talk about this for a little bit. Is is what's the rule that we follow, Dad, on on getting your four hundred one k? So you know, what's the, what's the rule? How much should I put in my four hundred one k? Well, let's let's suppose that you work for a company and they put in. They're going to match three percent, or they're going to match six percent of what you put in. Put in all you can to get their percentage, their three percent or six percent. Because regardless of how pathetic the 401k, what they're offering may be paying, if somebody, you know, is going to match 100% of your first 3 or 6%, that's 100% return on your money. Yeah, so, I mean, you put that amount in up to what they'll match you, okay? I mean, if you if, think about it. If you invest $10 and they match you 50%, and they give you $5, you just made a 50% return. You betcha. That's okay. pretty sweet. So, so that's a good thing to do. But then it, some people put more in their 401k than that amount. And uh, I, I say the next thing that you should do, because a 401k is typically pre-tax dollars, um, is to start saving in a Roth IRA if you can. Yeah, and if you're 50 you know, uh, years of age, 50, 55 in that uh, arena, you – Put in all you can to get the matching contribution, but if anything else, you don't wouldn't necessarily want to stick that in the 401k simply because you can't do an, uh, an in-service distribution, which means while you're working, you could take the money out and put it into your own plan until you're 59 and a half. So you really want to talk about that, find out what your tax uh, alternatives are. And start diversifying outside of the 401k. Okay, if you have some money in, say, a Roth IRA, you're diversifying your taxes in retirement. A 401k, typically pre-tax. You put all that money in there, and it's going to be taxed whenever you take a dollar out. But if you start saving while you're working in a Roth IRA, and you can put anywhere between, depending on your age, 6500 to 7000 you know, anywhere between six to $7,000 that you can put in a Roth, 
but then that money in retirement is completely tax-free. Well, and it's just like I was talking with a gentleman the other day that he's putting in $500 a month into his credit union at work. And I said, is that an, into an IRA or into a – no, it's just into uh, savings in case, you know, I want to go out and buy a car. And I got to thinking, you know, that's $6,000 a year, 500 bucks a month. He could put that into a Roth IRA, allow that to accumulate and grow. And when he gets to retirement, that's tax all tax-free money. Now, unless yep. he only had $20 to his name and he's doing that to start <laughs> yeah. building up his cash stash, we always believe that you should have a cash stash. But in his case, that wasn't the, that wasn't the case. So you always got to have a cash stash that you're starting to build up in. And you want to retire with a cash stash because, let's face it, if you're 70 years old and you're retired and you're not bringing in that income anymore and your AC unit goes out, and down here in Florida, there's a lot of houses that hey, have tires, two tires, $714 had to come out of my cash stash. Yeah, I mean, right? so, I mean, just think about that. If you didn't have a cash stash, it's going to be yeah. coming out of some place. You bet. And so you, you want to make sure you have that cash. So, again, this is the first phase in retirement. You should do this 15 years to, to retirement, 10 to 15 years uh, to retirement is when you go through this first phase. But let's now say that you're 10 years prior to retirement. Let's talk about what should happen during this part. So you, let's say you plan to retire at 65. You're starting to do this stuff between the age of 55 to 65. Now, age-wise, you're in your late 50s. Maybe, okay, so depending on when you retire, you might be in your late 50s, early 60s. But again, you need to fine-tune, what am I getting from Social Security? Get your numbers again. Don't just say, well, I got my numbers five years ago. That should suffice. Yeah, you they pay 90,000 hours into Social Security, they will tell us, by the t- from the time we start working till we retire, 90,000 hours. And I got to tell you, it sh- should deserve a little bit more respect than 15 or 20 minutes or just looking at a statement saying, well, if I retire at 62, you can get this. Now, I mean, so Social Security is a big deal, and everyone else is telling you, don't worry about it, take it when you're 62. Or everybody else, uh, maybe even other financial advisors, they're telling you, Social Security, uh, you know, when you retire, just start taking it. Here's what I'm telling you. Social Security, if you take it right, you can get so much more money out than if you just turn it on whenever. Mm -hmm. Whenever is not a strategy. So what I'm telling you is maximizing what you get from Social Security puts so much less stress on the money that you've saved for retirement. It can actually help you not run out of money during retirement if you choose the right choice. So I throw out everybody Everybody else is saying, don't worry about it, Social Security. Don't worry about when you take it. That's You don't need to worry about planning for that. Or I'm these telling doom, you, you need to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, or the doomsdayers uh, that will go out there and tell you, oh, you better sign up at 62 because it's going to go away. I think it will be there. It might not be there in a way that we know it, but it's going to be there in some way, shape, you or betcha. form. And so, yeah. <laughs> if they took that away from the seniors and uh, started playing a lot with Social Security and eliminated it, you would see a march on Washington, but <laughs> they wouldn't even be able to record the numbers. So, I mean, Social Security, one thing. Continue, I mean, in this second phase, which is like the 10 years before retirement, continue working on lowering your risk. Follow that rule of 100 that we already talked about. Do a retirement income analysis to see if you can retire early or find out if you are, you know, if you're on track to retire or if you need to push back your retirement date a few more years and give yourself some ample time to save up a little bit more money um, and maybe get some debts paid off. Uh, you know, this is the time when you can figure out, mm, do I need to work till I'm 70? What's that situation gonna be? You gotta start thinking about what retirement's gonna be like for you. 
Yeah, what's your what what if you sit down today and you thought about your best retirement day, what would it look like? You know? What what would that that picture be? But but I don't know. Do a budget. Yeah. I, I, here's how I think about it is you quantify it. Now, some people in retirement, they might say, well, I'm, my wife and I are going to play golf every day. Okay, well, if you play golf every day and it's $50 a round of golf times two people, that's $100 a day. If you do that five days a week, that's $500 a week times four weeks in a month, that's $2,000. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you, when you start looking at it that way, it's expensive. No, right? it, it, yeah. you might you might yeah. be able to pay for that if you planned, you know, for it. But if your retirement is, hey, you know, uh, we're going to go camping, we're going to we're going to go kayaking twice a week, and uh, we already have the kayak. Well, then that's really no expense. So you just got to look at what you're going to do and what does that actually cost. And if you know that there's going to be a deficit, so let's say that you know. What you have coming in during retirement is not enough to pay for the lifestyle that you want. Then you need to start creating what we call your own private pension plan, a PPP plan, a private pension plan, to where you have maybe Social Security coming in, maybe a pension coming in, and other income. But whatever deficit you have, a shortfall every month, that you start investing your money in a investment, a private pension plan that can bring in some additional income to help diffuse or, de- de- you know, to help solve for that deficit that you have right there. And then the last thing that you need to do in this in this point in, in, in this phase is you've got to work on preventing large drawdowns. Uh, the worst thing that can happen and is... And the drawdown is how much money you're going to lose in the market. It, it's just, it, right. if you're 10 years to retirement, and the market goes down 50% and you lose 50%, you're pushing back your retirement date for most people. It is very, very difficult to survive and to rebound after a significant drawdown. So you need to start lowering the risk in your portfolio. Start de-risking, lower the volatility of your investments because you just don't have as much time to make it back. Yeah, and Medicare should be in place. Oh, my gosh. You you know, that's a huge thing that people – they retire at 62 and full retirement age, say, is 66 – They've got to pay for that. Until it's 65, free, Medicare doesn't yeah. cov- cover it. Well, you're still paying for it. They just take it out of your what you're receiving. But the thing is, you got a seven-month window. That's three months before your birthday, the month of your birthday, and three months after turning 65. And if you don't sign up for it, there's a penalty for doing it. Yeah, so, I mean, you just got to look at it. A lot of people say, well – I'm going to leave my job at 62. At 65, I'm, uh, uh, you know, uh, they they don't realize that between that window of time between 62 and 65, they have no social or they have no uh, health insurance, and they have to pay for it out of pocket mm-hmm. because the company's not going to give it to them anymore. And usually, that's a big expense people don't account for. They forget about that one. So if you think about it, three years. Let's say it was $700 a month. Okay. We're, okay. we're talking some big chunk of change for you to have to buy your own insurance plan. So if it's $700 a month, that's 8400 a year in health insurance and in just to cover years, you. And in three years, that's $25,000. $25,000 before Medicare ever kicks in. So that's not something that you can just say, I'm going to retire at 62 because I can. 
you got to account for the fact of what other expenses you're going to be on the hook for that maybe your employer had played uh, had paid in the past. So again, that's a big deal. Start building that private pension in this five year window. Five years. This is what we're talking about. Is phase three. Five years before retirement, you've got your retirement income plan in place. You know what your deficit is because you did a budget. You're doing your private pension plan, so you you, you have some extra income you know you can count on to fill that gap. And then you need to seriously start looking at the amount of money, again, you have in the stock market. I don't mind. I mean, we, Dad and I, we, we believe that that is a part of a plan, is investments in the, in the market are, are, are a part of a plan, but it shouldn't be the entire thing. Because if you have 99, 95% of your money, which we see with a lot of people, they'll have 95% of their money in the stock market all the way up until and even past the time they retire. And that is, to me, that is the biggest risk because you can have so many things happen if the market takes a downturn. And if all of your money is out there at risk, it's just hanging out there to be hit. Yeah, if folks think that, uh, you know, I'm diversified. I've got 20 mutual funds. Those 20 mutual funds are all in the market. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you, so be you might be diversified, but you're still diversified in one specific place, the market. Now, if you've made it to your retirement date, so you've made it through these first three phases, you've turned in your notice, you're done, you're retired. If somebody follows what we've talked about, you've now been doing this for about 15 years, right? So you've been planning in these different phases over this period of time. Here's where you should be by this point in time. Okay, so we've kind of hit on some of these as time goes on, but now you're at that retirement date. What you should be doing is you got to have this written year by year plan. Mm-hmm. All right, you should have a roadmap so you know exactly what kind of income you're going to be getting. That income should actually be turned on by this point in time. You should know that Medicare situation. You should have a cash stash. That's that six to twelve months worth of expenses. So you should have this built up so that if something happens, you've got some easy money to get to. You should have this private pension plan in place. But one thing that we haven't talked about is how when you retire, you're getting a certain amount of income. And you got to remember, if retirement is 20 to 30 years, is that amount that you start off with on day one going to be enough to, as far as an income each and every year? Is that income level going to be enough when you're 75, when you're 80, 85, 90? If interest is ze- or if, you know, inflation is zero, perhaps. But we all know inflation is that silent mugger that's lurking out there that's going to take away. So if you retire today and you had a thousand bucks, do you think twenty years from now it's going to cost you a thousand dollars to buy the same bread and the milk and put gas in your car? Probably not. Now we've been around a while, so we've seen people that came in and said, "Well, you know, as as time goes on, my expenses will go down." And let me tell you, I I, I know everybody else is saying that too. Everybody else is saying, as you get older, your expenses <laughs> go down. Here's another thing that we'll tell you is that having the experience of working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families over 54 years, the statistics of what we see in real life does not measure up to that. No. Nobody is ever calling saying. I'm getting too much income. Can you cut my income level? Ne- that's never, ever. I can't remember ever getting a phone call where anybody's ever said, can you cut my income? I'm getting too much. Well, just look at it from one uh, important thing. When you do your taxes, 
when you were filing single, no deductions, your taxes were greater than when you got married and you had deductions. Same thing's going to happen when one of us walk out on life. We're going to be back filing a single return, and single individuals' taxes will go up. And you know, and that's not to mention that you're going to uh, give up the uh, smaller of. Two Social Security checks. Right. All these things have to be addressed. So, I mean, actually, a, a, a widow, their taxes will likely go up, is what we see, and that's a bigger expense. So here you think, well, you know, my taxes should go down, and they actually go up, and that's, that's a big issue, too. That's why we talk about spousal planning is something that's incredibly important, because the planning doesn't stop the day that you retire. Even five to ten years after retirement, even when you're in your 70s, the planning continues. It just changes. It goes from from all that pre-work to now, how do I make sure my spouse is okay if something happens to me? Or how do I handle a long-term care expense or a medical expense? How do I handle passing my money as, efficient, as efficiently on to the next generation? That's where the planning goes once you start doing that. Planning never, ever stops. No, it goes up right until the, the last day, right? So you're, you're always making your alterations. Breath. You're yep. always making alterations. And again, if this, folks, if, if you're shaking your head and you're like, wow, this sounds like something I I really need help with or I'm not quite sure on a couple of these things you can always give us a call here uh, the the number here at the office is 800-245-0546 that's 800-245-0546 you can always give us a call and we can go over some things and and kind of try and figure out how uh, you know when can you retire we'll be able to help you out with that if you if you're not sure when that day uh, is or maybe you're not sure if you have enough saved for retirement or will that money last these are all things that we can help you with um, and even you know are, are my loved ones going to be okay if something happens to me these are all things that we can help you with and make sure that you're on the right track again you can just give us a call that number is 800-245-0546 and you can always check our website too which is www.onthemoneyshow.com. And you can go there for a bunch of great resources. And, of course, we also have our On The Money Retirement Toolkit that we send out as well. It's got great information in there. Our book, Diffuse, The Seven Steps of Saving Your 401k from the IRS. A bunch of checklists, white papers, reports, uh, all shipped to you in this uh, in this retirement toolkit. So all the, to get that, all you have to do is text the word RETIRE to 31996 and we'll ship that box out to you absolutely no cost so again we're going to be coming back again this time next week for another podcast uh, that one is going to be all about big mistakes people are making with their IRAs uh, some mistakes that people are making that's costing them tens of thousands of dollars we're going to be touching on that and five easy ways to avoid those mistakes uh, so we'll be back here again next week and again this is a podcast 67 or something like that so there's a bunch of great content <laughs> if you just want to binge listen to these shows uh, that's all that's always good and then so uh, for us so we'll see you next week dad if anything you want to add as we no, close out the show no i think we've covered it and it's been a good exciting show and until then i want to thank all our listeners for your time this time until next time so long everyone. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.